And we're live. What's up, everybody? We're going to test out our mics before we start the show. Everybody in the chat room, go ahead and say hello. Good morning, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. We're going to let our stream uh, settle, sizzle for a second while all the things get connected. All right, Facebook. We're going to join Facebook in just a second. There it is. Ooh. It looks pretty crunchy over there in Facebook land, as far as the uh, quality goes. <laughs> hey, what's up? Person in chat room. Okay. Madable has confirmed that it is indeed cooking. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to do my pseudo service start chat command. I'll have to save that for next week. I got this new camera um, set up. We were playing around with different apps to get rid of the grid and stuff, but we, weren't, we didn't have time. Um, yeah. I like your blinker shirt. Very nice. Let's make sure all this stuff works here. There's your coupon code. There's that camera. There's this camera. Do we still have webcam? Okay, web works still. This one's broke. I gotta fix that one. I think it's uh, shortcut QA. Yeah, it's shortcut QA. There we go. That looks good. <laughs> no sleep, but Adafruit. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. We stream at odd hours. That looks good without the grid. Good, sounds good. Hello, everybody. Can you hear us okay? I believe we're ready to rock. Mm. I see. I'm just gonna sit here. <laughs> Coming up on this episode, we're gonna be taking a look at Lego Rovers and the Ultimaker S5, as well as the Inventor 2. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 194, entitled Lego Cricket Rovers and the Ultimaker S5. Yeah. You want me to do the intro? Go. Hmm? Yeah. Continue. Uh, I thought that, that's what That's the was. intro, yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? So welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noel Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit. And joining me every week is Mr. Pedro. What's going on, everybody? I'm Pedro Rose, creative tech here at Adafruit. And every week, we come to share 3D printing projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This year, we combine 3D printing, DIY electronics, and sometimes Lego bricks mm -hmm. to make inspirational projects for you folks. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Let's go ahead and kick off the show with paying some bills. This week's coupon code is BRICKS, so if you want to pick up anything in the Adafruit shop, you can use coupon code BRICKS. It'll get you 10% off your order. That's right. Works on everything except... Gift certificates or... Uh, subscriptions. subscriptions. Yeah, because we don't sell software anymore. But yeah, you can use this on big, purchase, big purchases like a printer, get 10% off that. And we also have free for delivery for anything over uh, 199 um, for U.S. Continental only, check out the website, adafruit.com slash free, uh, for all the details on that. We have same-day delivery for the fine folks in New York City. Uh, certain zip codes apply, so if you need to get your stuff right away, check out the same-day de same delivery option. Our CircuitPython meeting happens every Monday at 2 p.m. If you'd like to be a part of it, 
you can join our Discord server, which is up there linked, discord.gg slash Adafruit. When it comes to newsletters, we have a few of them. Adafruitdaily.com, you have to opt into that one. Adafruitdaily.com, you can check out the 3D printing newsletters, the MicroPython, CircuitPython newsletter, bio, maker, maker hacker, business. good stuff. Product focus, one happens once a week. Adafruit.com slash newsletter. Hanging out in Discord chat later today and right now, for the most part, we are chilling out. Um, say hi. We're hanging out there. Hello, hello. Yeah. Which Discord channel? Probably live broadcast. Yeah, live yeah. broadcast. Hey, Bink. <laughs> Binko? <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Bink. Hello, Bill Binko. Thank you for joining us. Let's go ahead and start the show off with this week's project. Um, if we head on over to the learning system, we did some updates to our 3D printed mounts for the Cricut. Um, so if you are looking to create some cool projects with your Cricut and you got a 3D printer, you can print out some of these mounts and uh, do some cool projects. Some of the big updates that we did was really just this right here, putting, uh, making a Lego add-on. So we kind of designed a, a custom kind of base plate for the Cricut. And you can put stuff together, like this here little rover robot. Um, so this is the 3D printed case. Uh, you can use this for kind of your general purpose projects. We have some add-ons for batteries and such. Um, this is something we put together with our Lego base plate. So this Lego base plate, base plate holds the circuit playground and cricket assembly on top of this kind of face plate here. You can kind of make out in between the base plate and the cricket board is a nice 4AA battery. I would recommend using one of the AAA or the, the 3X AA batteries um, with alkaline batteries because it's a little bit slimmer. Uh, using this, this battery here, uh, you, I, I could just barely squeeze it in here because uh, so I had to take out the, the battery door, the battery cover so you can kind of see it there. Uh, so this little base plate allows you to snap Lego bricks onto it and it has uh, mounting holes for these standoffs so you can add standoffs. It is sort of a two-piece design, so you got the male studs on the top, and on the bottom are the sort of female tubes that the standard Lego studs connect into. We also have some Lego-specific mounts for the TT motors. These are the TT motors that we stock in the store. Um, we also are using our Lego sort of adapter for axles, so that's how this is mounted there. These are sure your standard Lego wheels. They're, they are the 56 by 26 uh, millimeter sized wheels. They're nice and squishy and, and huge. Uh, they work well with these, uh, with these uh, axle fittings. Um, so the motor mount is actually two pieces that are glued together so that you don't need any support material. And I might do a little remix of it so that I can have um, screws in there, but at this point you really don't need screws. Um, it, it has a really nice snug fit, so you can see that there's like all these special slots um, for all the various features on the, of the motor itself. So it, it fits in there pretty well. Um, I also got a caster wheel here. This caster wheel uh, kind of has a little swivel action so that it can rotate. Um, so that's kind of one of those special Lego pieces that lets you do that. And then there's just some adornments like this little dragon head and stuff, just kind of showing that you can add some extra bits to the, to the 3D printed faceplate. 
Um, yeah, so let's see what it, what, it, uh, what it does. So I put this together in MakeCode using the Cricut extension. It's uh, really easy to put together this type of project. And um, we could probably do some more stuff like interactivity, where maybe you clap and it would stop. I don't have that programmed in yet, but um, that's something you can do. Also, of course, you get the NeoPixels and sound effects as well. Um, so it holds up pretty well. It's not falling apart, which is good. Um, there's some pretty nice talents here. The wiring is just kind of routed through the studs, so that's kind of nice because there's a little bit of excess wire. Uh, let's turn this off now. Um, let's see here. What else? <laughs> 3D printing holders for the TT motors. Yeah, mm -hmm. I talked about it. We well, can take a look at it in CAD too. Sorry, it's just, <laughs> it's, uh, it, was, it was a fun morning putting this together. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a, we'll probably do a video on just this, kind of assembling this thing. It's kind of neat. Pretty cool, but some of the other cool mounts that you're showing off in the video are these standard holders. So you can have this mounted onto several different uh, parts, like a tripod adapter, as well as having a battery mount right on the bottom of this. Uh, one of the things that really brought this idea is seeing all the cool projects that PT and Lamar have been working on. A lot of them were just using like a pan device to hold it in place. Uh, really good for you know fast prototyping, but having it being able to angle up into different um, orientations is a lot more, uh, I think, more sort of like a semi-permanent way to prototype. Uh, your uh, creation, especially if you need to use a pan device for other things. Yeah. Of course, you can also um, get the DFX files, so you can cut this out of like acrylic or even paper. Right, and just use sort of brass standoffs to elevate it from the acrylic yeah. or whatever you're cutting it out of. Mm -hmm. But cool. the cool thing about 3D printing is, um, you know, you can add, you can create add-ons, so you don't have to reprint the same thing over and over again. So that's why I wanted to make it so that the center can kind of snap out, and you can swap these out. So. Uh, this is particular to mounting features for uh, the, one of the battery holders that we stock. And then you don't need it, but uh, you can reuse this many times. You also have heated inserts in here, so if you look carefully, there are threaded inserts that were heat pressed in there, giving you a really nice um, secure fit. You're not going um, to strip these. Hopefully you don't strip them because they're made out of brass. But that's sort of a nice general purpose case for that. And um, for, uh, for LEGO, we really needed to kind of create a whole new setup for it. So using this and then adding a LEGO bit to that, you probably could. But I wanted to make a sort of a base plate that was a little bit more of an open frame so you can add this stuff. I kind of lucked out with this battery, for real. Like, it doesn't slide out because the studs kind of hold it in place, um, which is really cool. But again, uh, you want to take off the battery cover so that uh, it actually fits in between there if you want to make this sort of thing. Um, that's pretty cool. So let's take a look at some CAD stuff, and we'll walk through some of the parts in case you guys want to 3D print them or want to modify some of the designs. Let's see, where is that? Over here. We're going to go in the tunnel view real quick. So all the design files are on Thingiverse, Pinshape, and Umagine in our GitHub page as well. So you guys can grab those if you want. Um, the Fusion 360 file is also available to download. Uh, so this is sort of the Lego assembly bit. So I have the two motors here just kind of showing what it would look like, where the best spots for them to fit in would be. And we'll take a look at just the faceplate for a second. 
me isolate it, right click, isolate. So it's actually just two of these pieces that are kind of sandwiched together. And then you can use the hardware itself to keep these two together. So you actually don't need to glue these together because you're using screws anyway. So the screws fit in the bottom here. And then the stand does fit on top of here, kind of keeping those two pieces secured together. You also notice that there are some kind of open spots um, down here where the tubes are. And that's just to kind of accommodate for where the screws are. If you were to add another stud here, it'll just clash into this. Another thing is that the tubes are a little bit longer than your standard um, Lego piece. And that's just to accommodate for the actual size of the pan head screw that we have here. So that's why they're a little bit longer so that uh, these don't intersect with the, the surface of whatever it's connecting to. Uh, same thing for the top here. You, you notice that there's some studs missing. That just accommodates for this uh, brass standoff here. Looks like there would be enough room, but there really isn't for these two little studs. But that doesn't take away too much from it. So that works pretty well. Now onto the actual Lego motor piece. So it just snaps in. And you can see that the, the motor has like these little nubs on the center here on the side. And um, that kind of gets slotted in here when you kind of press fit it in. And this, the tab here kind of has a nice tight fit as well. No screws here really necessary. We could add screws. The screws would probably be right here where these holes are. Um, but we really don't need them. So I kind of just re remove them. Now this is two pieces. So the bottom piece here is what actually connects to the Lego stuff. So you see that they're male studs. It's a uh, what, four by six? Yeah, it's a four by six kind of brick. You just kind of glue them together. So if you look at the bottom of this, it's completely flat. And that allows you to 3D print it without any supports. This is pretty, th it's pretty thin, but it's thick enough to, um, to kind of not fall apart and break. So that's working out really well. What is it, two millimeters thick? It's pretty good. And it's just a couple, couple of fillets and things in here just kind of round out those edges so it's not all sharp or pointy. Um, so yeah, that works out well. So if you guys want to pick these up, um, all the links and stuff are in the learning guide, so you can check that out. Reuse these components if you like in your own projects. We also have the, the Cricut and the Circuit Playground assembly. So if you want to bring this into your project uh, and just kind of model around it, you can do that as well. All of the standoffs and screws are just imported directly from McMaster Car, which is really nice to be able to do. Um, and that's kind of it for that. So check it out if you guys want it. Sweet. Heading on over back to the learning guide. That's pretty much all I want to say about it. Yeah, all the parts, not just the cricket, but uh, trinkets and feathers and gemmas, all that stuff is on our GitHub page, which is right here. It's linked. Uh, a lot of people are asking me for step files, so I, uh, I put those up there. I'm not sure why it's bugging me to confirm my account. I'll have to do that later. All right. So yeah, let's take a look at some of the parts that I needed from the shop. Um, so this is called a compatible cross axle for the Lego and the TT motor. So this connects directly to the, to the, the shaft of the TT motor. And that lets you connect um, sort of Lego parts that have that kind of cross axle. It's a little bit long. I'll probably design my own. I just didn't have time to. Uh, but it's nice that you can kind of get this when it's in stock. So if you want to sign up for it, you can, you can do that. But I'll probably be 3D printing one. I'm just going to figure out the tolerances for it. Uh, of course, we're using the TT motors. They're about three bucks on the, on the shop. Um, we have different types of hubs and stuff. It's geared, so it's stepped down. Um, it's pretty nice. 
We have some wheels as well. If you don't have any Lego wheels, we have these wheels in stock, which are pretty cool. I have yet to play with them. They're about a buck fifty. Those are in stock. We also have a uh, supporting swivel caster wheel, which seems pretty cool if you want to get a sort of a more sturdier wheel base. I'll have to get one and see how they work compared to like the Lego bits, but uh, making a Lego adapter for this might be something that's kind of interesting. I might do that. Cool. So if you guys uh, have any cool ideas and stuff, I think there's a lot of opportunities to kind of mix uh, the motors with servos. So maybe we can have his head turn, or maybe he can flap his wings, or if we want to do steering, we could have a, a second uh, pair of wheels um, that kind of have a, one of those uh, wires that would actually would kind of rotate the uh, the steering so you can steer this thing. Also, if you're using something like the Bluetooth Cricket, you could probably do some Bluetooth. The Bluetooth Cricket, you could you could probably use a Feather uh, Bluetooth M0 uh, to kind of control this via Bluetooth. That'd be really fun. Um, so maybe we'll do that. Obviously, there's there's tons of different connections. You could do Cap Touch. It has a microphone, proximity sensor, um, lights, sounds, so we can make some kind of animatronic type uh, things. So, I don't know, lot, we just kind of came up with this, so uh, we're the, kind of the ideas are flowing, so we're trying to get some cool ideas. Um, yeah. Yep. Good point from Kirby saying that you can actually trim the axle uh, guy here. That's a good point, yeah, you just mm -hmm. cut it down. I, they, they kind of, the tonches are really, really tight, and I'm not sure if I like that so much. I kind of want it a little bit more loose, because um, it feels like it's kind of grinding away at the, at the Lego bit, but mm. it, it fits. You just got to really press it hard. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's for the better. And of course, we'll come up with some prints as well, just in case uh, you don't want to go out and grab those or want to completely customize those, whatever yep. colors or anything like that you want to do. Yeah, there's just enough room, too, for this um, sort of feature here to kind of fit. Mm -hmm. So you can add all sorts of little adorning bits with it. Um, I have yet to create the servo thing. That's probably what I'm going to work on next, some sort of servo um, control or servo mount. I don't know if I showed this shot yet. Oh, looks like it stopped working, the camera. Did you go to sleep or something? Yeah. Oh. So you see, it's kind of low to the ground. Uh, you could elevate it. Um, if you want, I guess you could modify the mount so that it's like it pushes it off a little bit. Um, I think it works pretty well to kind of catch it and turn it off. <laughs> so that's our Lego Cricket Rover. Yeah, pretty cool. Super cool. Of course, you can get all the files, all the step files, STLs, and of course, the Fusion 360 files if you want to build your own. Cool. How's everybody in the chat room? Any interesting questions that you might have about the Lego bits? Yeah, uh, we definitely need a spot for the craggle, so you can spray that. Super cool. Mm -hmm, uh, cool. People in, or Dan, Ben in the Facebook chat is saying that this would be the ultimate cat toy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could probably add some lasers to it. Mm -hmm. um, add a cannon tilt control. housing, yeah. so you can add a laser on it as well. Yeah, that'd be really cool. 
I just like that it's Lego because, uh, you know, there's so many parts that Lego already has in, the, in sort of the Lego system. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of like that because we have so many uh, Lego kits and haven't really built anything with the Mindstorm or the NXT stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so being able to kind of just throw together some of these stuff really quick is kind of nice. I just yeah. needed to have that main faceplate figured out, mm -hmm. uh, which works really well. And uh, Bill Bingo wanted to see some of the parts. Um, is it okay to take some of these off? Yeah, you want to take it apart? Take it apart. Uh, just like one of them. Just yeah, to sure. Show yeah, pop it off. How this is. It's really tight tolerance there. Oh, uh, actually, here you do it. I don't want to well, break it, anything. That's the whole point. You're supposed to break it. So this comes off. There's your uh, there's your four by six stud. Again, it's two pieces that are just glued together. There's nothing that uh, that's securing the the motor other than the press fit, this is what it looks like. Again, there's all these little kind of cutouts and things for all the various features on the motor. Um, these two slots here, and then this slot there, and then there's another kind of uh, thing there. Uh, one thing that I might want to do is actually mirror this, like mirror it so that it's flipped the other way, because uh, it's, I don't know, the OCD in me is kind of like, hey, that's not mirrored, it's not symmetrical. And another thing is the wire kind of hangs out this way, so you kind of want to do that oh, there. That's a good point, yeah. But there's different spots you can. Let me just take his head off. Ah, that's fine. His little horn came off. Uh, you can you can kind of adjust this in different position this in different spots, whatever makes sense to me. Kind of you could have it maybe out more, but I kind of like it in the end mm -hmm. in here a little bit more. Again, these tubes are, are a little bit longer to accommodate for those panhead screws. So it looks like I'm off a little bit. There you go. So that works. So yeah, that's the motor part of it. Yeah, I like the open frame of it, so you can kind of see everything in there. Mm -hmm. uh, these standoffs, I think I measured them at 22 millimeters, which are pretty long. The ones that come with the Cricut, obviously you're going to use them on the, the Cricut circuit playground. These are, I believe, 12 millimeters. So if you don't have any uh, 22 millimeter, I would, I would go pick some up or just get an assortment of them. They're all M3 screws, by the way. All the stuff here is M3. Uh, my, my Lego bricks are falling apart. These, uh, what do you call them? These one studs are easy to kind of pop off. Yeah, the tolerance is actually wear down on the one stud ones a lot more quicker. <laughs> yeah, they do. Maybe we do need some craggle. <clears throat> But yeah, that's just little adornment pieces here. There's his little head. Kind of looks like he has a tongue there, his googly eyes. <laughs> yeah, pretty fun. I think uh, we should probably do some something a little bit more programmatic. Maybe if we we can uh, kind of have him step if we do uh, kind of 50% and then 100% mm -hmm. on the motors and just kind of alternate between them and maybe stop, reverse, and then kind of program some more kind of step sequences or something. Um, that'd be kind of fun. Loving the Lego palette colors that you chose on that. Yeah, I, I, I thought they were cool. I probably should do more green, but you know, just kind of different colors and stuff. Um, yeah. And then Bill saying that you should totally add some uh, underneath, uh, some lights underneath, so you can have some ground effects. Yeah, that'd be cool. I wonder <laughs> um, spinners for wheels. Says Andy. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Uh, there's probably some, some opportunity to kind of come back in here and, and fill this area in with more studs, more mm -hmm. tubes, so that I can kind of add more bits to it. Because right now it's just kind of open here. 
Um, and that kind of speeds up the print a little bit, maybe 10 minutes or so, because it's not printing all that. But uh, I think it, it's worth, or maybe just snap another plate on the inside of this. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah. Do we have one of those? Yeah. The iPhone, it kind of takes the USB and disconnects my microphone, which is kind of odd. Um, sorry about that, so we'll just avoid that camera. Um, yeah, I might be overloading the USB hub. <laughs> All right, so you guys can hear us okay? Yeah, you're good. All right, cool. Sorry about that. I was going to talk about this, uh, this piece here, kind of a swivel piece. So this is actually a static piece here, right? This piece here. This is normally what you would see in those uh, airplane kits or the space shuttle kit. It's just two little wheels here. It's already assembled, two by two studs there. And then this piece is like what makes it work here. So there's this tiny little nub here that allows it to, to rotate like that. Do you have any idea what the proper name of this is called? The turntable? I don't know. We put this together last night. So I, I didn't have time to reach what yeah, it is. I don't know what it is, but we'll, we'll probably put together a parts list for you. I'm sorry about the focusing, folks. I just can't get it to focus. But that's basically all it is. And then you can snap these guys together. Right. You got some nice tight tolerances there. Wait, it goes on the bottom. Yeah, my, my bad. So this connects on the bottom like that. And then this allows you to connect to the bottom of another stud, which would be right here. You could position this in different spots, but I figured back here was the closest to the center. So that works well. And of course, making sure that you have enough bricks to elevate so it's not kind of slouching down. Yeah. I need to grease those, uh, the wheel, <laughs> the caster wheel. It's a little squeaky, but it kind of adds character to them. Yeah. It's almost centered. It's almost perfectly centered. It's off a little bit, but... Also, if you're using the, the battery pack that uses just the three double A's, you definitely want to use the alkaline, because I tried that uh, with these rechargeable batteries. It's just not enough voltage, because it's like 1.3 volts per. You need 1.5 volts per 
uh, battery. Um, so, yeah, do some more testing with that. We'll actually, we'll take a look at it uh, next week since this will be next week's project. <clears throat> cool. Yay. Don't forget, Bricks, if you want to get 10% off, is this week's coupon code. Take yep. advantage of that. We should have some crickets in stock, I believe. And if not, uh, our friends at DigiKey totally has the cricket in stock. Yep. Our, uh, every time we switch cameras, I'm going to go ahead and delete the shot so I don't ever mess it up again. So let's just run through it real quick. Okay, I think we're good. Sorry about that, folks. We're going to jump into Shop Talk, and we're going to look at some printers that we're taking a look at, some new printers. Yeah, so last week we took a look at a quick unboxing of the Ultimaker S5. Let's take a look at how it actually performed and some rudimentary tests. Okay. So starting off, uh, there was a wire that was not shipped or not packaged correctly. Luckily, it was just the ground sheathing, so the um, extruder part of that just snapped back on. You just had to reseat the cable for that. Um, they updated the calibration um, sheet for that, uh, which is quite welcome. You can see through it. The um, touchscreen is really nice. Uh, of course, it's compatible with all of the print cores. And one of the new materials that it shipped with was the Tough PLA. This is one of my favorite um, new features of this is the latch uh, mechanism for the extruder. Instead of having to use like a screwdriver to, um, to uh, you know, tweak the, the pressure on it, it just uses a latch that uh, can auto uh, tighten that for you. You can definitely hear some differences in the way that the gantry is set up. They've uh, completely beefed it up, uh, which is definitely needed for such a huge build area. And uh, the first thing that we want to do is um, test out uh, the 0.8 millimeter nozzles on this. So we printed um, a huge dyno for this. Of course, the first thing we had to do is run our calibrations tests, which is the same as all of the uh, previous Ultimakers. So did a really quick job on setting that up. Uh, nothing um, you know, hard about that. And the full color touchscreen uh, is really welcome. They had to do some UI design changes for that, but nothing that's too terrible in terms of finding where all of the existing menu uh, settings for the setup is. It's pretty it intuitive. Did, it, <laughs> it's they, nice. Yeah, they did a really good job in terms of beefing up just how the, um, the, the bed plate is for that. The only funky thing is that we did have to print an external spool holder for that because, because when you have two spools, or two uh, reels on the spool holder. Uh, one of them can get caught up in the second one. Uh, so you just want to make sure that you have- Yeah, Ultimaker spools are a little bit thinner. I want to say they're about half yeah. the thinner. The other thing thickness. is the filament detection worked uh, really well for this print. Uh, so it just paused it like, I don't even know how it was able to detect since there was no, um, as you could see from that video, 
the uh, filament didn't even get all the way into the extruder or the feeder. Mm -hmm. And I can't see what's going on. Can't aerate, there we go. So it did a really good job of starting back up once the filament ran out. And the print time for this was actually not too bad. It was about 14 hours to print a pretty big uh, dual extruded, um, I forgot the name of this guy, just call him the head buttosaurus. <laughs> so if we go over to the, the overhead to take a look at some of the detail of this guy. Again, 14 hours, dual extrusion, no purge tower on this. So the only waste that you have was just some of the little bits that you saw me cutting away there. Uh, this was printed at a 0.3 millimeter layer height at about 40 millimeters a second. Since printing with a bigger nozzle, it is recommended that you print a little bit slower. I just use the default settings for that. Uh, it's about a 5% infill on that, so it's not too heavy. And the only um, like uh, droopage, as you can see, is because of the such uh, large layer height that I'm using. Here you do have a little bit of deformation that's on the bottom, but not a big deal since it is an overhang and I didn't want to use any uh, support material on this, but it did a really fantastic job. There wasn't any um, like crazy notice noticeable Z wobble in terms of uh, the height for this. And it did really pretty good details for using a 0.8 millimeter nozzle. Yeah, let's take a look at the kind of on your shoulder. It's just a big guy, really oh, big. Yeah. I was so I didn't actually scale this the the uh, the biggest that it could have on the on the bed plate. Uh, so it's only I think it you could have gone up like a couple um, more uh, millimeters uh, bigger for this. Sweet. But so for this uh, uh, test, it did a really good job on that. And so I was going to ask you how long did this take to print? And it's about fourteen hours. The, okay, I wanted to lead me to sort of the web UI and just kind of show you they've actually done some really nice work there. Quite yeah, a bit so of work. the um, Kirby's mentioning that the bed adhesion looks pretty good. So it has a 16-point uh, probe uh, before it starts, or I think it's periodically when it uh, re-levels itself. So it did an excellent job on that. Um, I didn't get any footage of what the, the bed actually looks like, but it is completely beefed up. Um, if you guys are familiar with some of the printers that we use in the past, the Type A machines, uh, it's a uh, you know, 300 by 300 size bed and it took forever and a lot of patience to get it you know leveled completely perfectly the ultimate s5 is able to do all of that all on its own uh, because of that 16 point um you know probing area on the entire bed so it's able to pick out you know minor differences in your surface uh, they during launch they did mention that there was going to be an aluminum plate for like abs and like um, CPE. CPE. Yeah. Uh, ours did not ship with that one, but the, uh, it's, the, it's coming, the glass that comes with did a very good job of uh, adhering. Um, I actually had a brim on this, which I didn't even need to have on there. So, no really good job on that. Uh, Kirby's also asking, is it much quieter? Yes, there is a noticeable uh, difference in the, the decibels. It is uh, definitely a lot more quieter the movement of it sounds uh, a lot more quieter than the Ultimaker 3s. Um, like most modern pr printers, it is able to know when, you know, to turn off its motors and its fans so it isn't like so loud. Yeah, how does this filament detection work? I have no idea. <laughs> what I'm guessing is that it was able to, to sense that it wasn't pulling on anything 
because if you can see from the video, there was like, you know, a nice chunk of filament that was left before it even mm. went into the, mm. uh, the feeder. So okay. I was able to know that there wasn't any filament on there. Right. It held the heat too, but I want to say for the heat for you? four to six hours, a, yeah. a while, Tired while we were night. sleeping. Yeah, We yeah. knew the filament was going to run out, but we didn't have mm -hmm. a, a, another spool of it. So if you look, there's actually two different blue colors. Yeah, and it and that really just kind of works well with the sort of design. Yeah. So it's kind of like his crown there. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, <laughs> almost looks like a D20 if you look at it from the top. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Egg on his head. Yeah, very cool. And then just in comparison to here is like what the default size of uh, this little guy is. Yep. And if uh, you, this, is, uh, this was designed by uh, Joe, the 3D printing professor on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram, mm -hmm. or probably just Twitter. Um, so Pedro took the design and uh, kind of Took split it apart, up all the split it up for dual extrusion. So shout yeah. out to Joe for a really nice model. Um, you can back his Kickstarter and get access to these files uh, as well. We'll have a link in the description if you guys want to check that out. Very, very cool. He's doing a whole bunch of cool uh, dino, low polygon dinos is the theme. Trying yeah. to go for a whole sort of low polygon Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. It's cool to see the two. This is like sort of 100% scale and this is, I don't even know what scale this is. 500, 500 or something like that. Something big. So yeah, they did a really good job on this. Definitely holding on to this one for big projects. Uh, I have no excuse now to do that Zelda yeah, you saw, blade. saw blade. Yeah, the, definitely going to work blade. on that cha uh, the chainsaw now. With the cricket, right? It's got to have cricket. a cricket. Yes, of course. It's going to be really cool. Mm -hmm. Nice little pet dino. Yeah. It kind of just kind of makes all the parts easier too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, some of the differences, you wanted to show um, the onboard uh, Linux computer that they have now has the ability to actually see all of your past work jobs. If you jump over to the so screencast and show them the, the web interface for this, it now has the ability to show you some of the previews and past projects you've yeah. done. It even shows you the color of well, what was printed, blue and you know, just a little bit more data. I wish we could see mm -hmm. you know, how, how much filament and all that, but I think you kind of get that. This is the last thing that printed. Over here, you can get a, a live feed of the camera. Mm -hmm. Let's see if it's actually really working. Yep, that's it. And it's pretty, um, pretty good in terms of the frame rate. I guess it's really nice. So yeah, that's about it, really. There. Some of the questions we were getting is, did it come with the top cover that we usually see? Uh, it did not. I think they're going to leave that to, um, uh, you know, third-party. Yeah, people something to like touch. Print Solid. They do some really good exactly. doors and acrylic designs for the Ultimakers and other printers. Mm -hmm. But those two double glass doors, they're like tinted and they're thick, and they have yes. this really beefy hinge as well. It's, it's fairly, it's fairly well made, mm -hmm. in my opinion. So yeah. definitely handy for um, industrial use. Uh, we know some of our watchers uh, you know, work for Tesla and NASA, so this is definitely gonna yeah. uh, speed up production and uh, prototyping on some really cool big parts for that. So definitely recommended for people in that area. Yeah, and if you have an Ultimaker 3 and you have a, a, a couple of print cores, they just work right away. They just work out of the box, they work well. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. That's not the only thing that we got on that same day. As soon as we were in the middle of unboxing that after the show, UPS came knocking at the door and there was another printer. Lamar wanted to stock a cheaper option. We know that the Ultimakers are geared towards the industrial audience. But we wanted to have something that is, you know, still, you know, uh, can support the hobbyists and the, the you know, the maker. So we uh, are testing out the Monoprice 
Inventor 2, which is rebranding of the Flash Forge. Uh, Guider 2, it goes by a couple different names. It's been rebranded a couple times. But it's this really cool little small build plate uh, printer. It's about, you know, I think it's like six or 500 bucks. Yeah. And it is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it nice. Uh, for what you get for 600 uh, mm -hmm. MSRP, it's pretty good. It's fully enclosed, so it has the cover for the top, which is nice. Mm -hmm. uh, no heated bed, but it does have a glass bed with um, uh, sort called? of a print uh, build tack yes. sort of surface. So you can mm -hmm. remove the surface. And because it's fully enclosed, it does a really good job of keeping the chamber hot. So mm -hmm. when I pull off the print, the, the, the bed's actually kind of hot. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a color uh, resistive touch screen. Yeah, 3.5 uh, so inch really ISP. Direct drive, so it does have the same gantry set up as some of the replicators. Um, this right here is <laughs> super cool. It's self-leveling uh, probe that just comes out and does all the leveling for you. It's nice. It also has a really big thumb screw, so you can manually dial it in. Mm -hmm. It has a keyboard for your Wi-Fi password, mm -hmm. so it all fits there, which is kind of nice. Uh, it's surprisingly easy to uh, punch all that in, connect it on the first try, which you know doesn't always happen with the yeah. Ultimega yeah. 3. You get a preview. You, you can preview. swap the filament, see how much time is remaining, see exactly where it is with the X1. You can jog it and control it remotely. It's pretty nice. Mm -hmm. It's not the quietest printer, but it's definitely not the loudest, uh, especially when you close. It has a smart door, so it knows when the door is open, and you mm -hmm. can set it if you want to pause the print when you open the door. Really good. For, they really thought about the classroom setting. So here we are just kind of printing a couple different parts here and there. Um, yeah, the bed, again, is 150 by 140 by 140, almost cube. It's pretty good. I can fit the Cricut parts in there, no problem. You can... Um, use different types of filament. I have yet to try anything other than PLA, but hopefully it can do pretty good fixed flexible stuff. We'll see in a, I believe in a it here. Uh, will work just fine with that since it is the same type of extruder. And it is direct drive, arm, so hopefully it's... Uh, direct drive. Yeah, so here are some parts that we printed. Um, this kind of a fidget, oh, that one? Okay, yeah. so this one was something we put together. It's really testing the retraction and the surface quality of the printer. Um, strength, too. And the strength, too. So this isn't brittle, doesn't just break apart when you squish it in your hands. A series of tubes that are kind of twisted around and then another kind of uh, tube shape that kind of swirls upwards. It's a non-linear deformer uh, twist yeah. <laughs> uh, filter that's on there inside yeah. of Maya. I can't do this stuff in, well, I guess I could. It's easier to do in Maya. <laughs> mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, it's, a, it's about a eight hour print, I wanna say. Um, that's kind of using the default settings um, and there's very little string. Really? That was literally string, <laughs> very little string on this. Uh, really good with the uh, overhang as well, uh, as well as being able to um, not completely take over the entire build area, but it gives you a good indication of how big you can print things. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the other things that we were testing as well was how close we can get some of uh, Prints that like um, that have like interlocking parts. Print in place parts uh, did not fuse together, so that's also very good. Uh, no, uh, you know, noticeable weird Z wobbling on any of the um, axes. And 
believe we had another one here the, somewhere. The dyno. We saw <laughs> dyno the and of course uh, the tolerances on existing parts uh, where they uh, screw into each other. So they did a good job on that as well. As well as being able to print some snap of fits. the snap fit yep. parts for this week's project. Yep, we got some indentations here, an observer here. They mate together. You get a nice click here. I'm getting at the snap. Very nice. Very nice and secure. As well as the threading that we are using for the um, 3 fourths, a quarter 20. That's right. So there's a nice thread in there. It's a 3 eighths, yep, 3 quarter 20, as you said. And uh, you can put some heated inserts in here. Very, very sturdy part. I like the surface quality here a lot. Um, yeah, and you get this really nice matte finish on the bottom of the bed as well. So you don't get that glossy thing, the glossy bottom that you get from using a glass, a heated glass. So no warping. As you can see, it's pretty straight. There's no warping here. No warping. We'll do a little bit of a test here. You press on all the edges and yeah, there's no warping. So it worked out really well. You want to pull out the bed and take a look at it? So here's a quick look at it. It's the, heavy, isn't it? It's got oh some yeah. weight so to it. There's, you can definitely see the glass that the uh, build tack is mounted on top of. Let's see it down here. And, and things stick almost too good to it. Yeah. I, I kind of um, want to. I'm a little scared to print the Ninja Flex on there because mm -hmm. it does have a tendency to fuse to yeah. build tack yeah. so type maybe, surfaces. Maybe. Uh, so we're going to have to put go back to blue tape. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Yeah. Or just put another uh, glass uh, plate on, on there. Top, yeah. I don't believe this comes off, or maybe it does. Oh, yeah, there's some clips on here that'll I let it come don't, off. Don't, don't break it. Yeah, well, I'm not going to break it on the live screen. I'll, not, not today. I'm breaking it. <laughs> maybe next week. Later. Yeah, it says on there, too, it's, it had a warning. It says hot plate. So, And it really is kind of toasty when you take it off the bed. It's a pretty it's good It's not job a heated of, bed, uh, just because maybe the glass has some mm -hmm. convection or something happens in there. <laughs> it's like an oven. Bill is asking, how does the speed quality compare to the older FlashForge Creative Pro? I would it's, say it's a, it's faster. It's, it's faster. faster. Um, it's on par, if not better. Let's take a look at quality. the the, the slicer. The I'm, thing that I I'm really gonna... like is the included software for doing your slicing. Right. They call it Flash Print. Let's jump into that. Go into the screencast for that. All right. So it's called Flash Print MP. It comes in a little SD card, and this is what it looks like. Really clean interface. Mm -hmm. So what do, you want, what do you want to show first? So this uh, is reminiscent of, oh, geez, I forget the uh, MakerBots. Uh, MakerWare, I think it Maker was called. MakerWare, yeah. So, so one thing that I like that Cura doesn't have is that just these quick little ways to kind of flip your thing instead of having to manually flip it. Mm -hmm. I wish Cura would do that. Another thing is, let's take a look at the support. So you get your obvious kind of buttons to help you center things and scale, move, that sort of stuff. That's all nice. Um, you can convert from inches and all that. That's really cool. Let's go ahead and jump into supports real quick. So inside of supports, you can do, of course, auto supports. So let's turn that on, see what happens. Support structures are generated. And they have this sort of tree style of supports, which is kind of really nice for organic stuff. Uh, but you could also change that here under the options. You can say you want the linear or you want the tree-like. And then you can dial in um, things like the threshold for the overhang, diameter. the diameter of the posts, the base stuff. This is stuff that uh, Cura doesn't have yet. I kind of wish they did. This is the kind of stuff that you get they from. They have those abilities. What they don't have is the interactive placement. Which Let's go do that. Let's clear, clear all the supports. I'm going to hit the add button over here. 
And then the way it kind of works, you kind of have to play with it quite a, a few times. So let's say I want to add one here. I just click, I'm dragging with my mouse, and then I can place this. Green means it's good, red means it can't place it. And you can see kind of it automatically fills in the bottom a little bit thicker. So maybe I want it there. So it's really cool if you just want like very specific spots for supports. And again, you have full control over the diameter of, uh, of these posts. And if you don't want to do this manually, you can also just do auto supports, which is what I did first. The auto supports and then just delete the ones that you don't want. Can you do that? Yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. Delete and then just kind of pick the ones you don't, don't want. want. Oh, yeah. that's a nice UI t uh, tr treatment here. Just highlights it blue for you. You can dial those in for you. That's really nice. Cool. Well, I don't need supports for this part. I just wanted to show you guys that, but it's pretty intuitive. It hasn't crashed it's, yet. It also lets you dial <laughs> down uh, pretty um, well in terms of the, um, the extrusion width and all that. So if you go into the preferences and the settings for that, you can actually turn on the expert mode. That'll give you access to all that. And then we can take a look at all of the settings. When you click on print, it'll pop up the dialog that's uh, pretty close to Simplify 3D. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to put it on the platform. There we go. All right, so that is going to be under File Preferences. Make sure you turn it on to mm -hmm. Expert Mode here, Print Window Type. All right, we're set up. Let's hit the Print button. So this looks very similar to Simplify 3D. Print speeds over here. Travel speed, all the good stuff here. Retraction set mm -hmm. to 1.3. That's sort of all default. The default layer height they chose is 1.8 which is okay, I normally do too, but that works well. Uh, here's your extruder temperature. By default, it's 220. Normally, it's a little good. bit lower. I love using 220. Mm -hmm. I'm a 220 type of guy. Yep. Uh, shell counts, everything you expect. Starting points, speed for the exterior, I don't know what that is. Infills all here, your shells, uh, what type of infill pattern. You don't have too many uh, options. Oh, you have triangles, okay. That works well. Um, combing and all that stuff is here as well. Supports is on by default, so you can turn that off. The speed for the tree, you can slow that down as well. Rafts, of course, you can add if you want. What else do we have here? Additions. Pre-extrusion, yes. I guess just like a prime. You can do a wall if you want, I guess. Mm -hmm. Brims as well. Part cooling is right there. What is this, motor voltage? Yeah, you can adjust that. I don't know what you uh, want I never to. touch any of yeah. that, but you have access to it if you need. All right, that's okay. You got to save it out. Mm -hmm. The save out, but then it lets you wirelessly yeah. connect right to it. Once you so it is uh, connected to, here. You do have a preview mode of what your um, your yeah, toolpath is going to be. Yeah, sort of your layer, your layers, 147 layers. Up here it says estimated time on uh, 53 minutes, 2.6 meters, and you can see kind of what the infills look like there. Got a little bit of hexagon there. I'm actually going to go back and pump up the. Uh, the top and bottom layers. Mm -hmm. So right here, I normally go with like five or six. I'll go with six. Hit OK. Save it out again. It just needs to save it in order to push it out to the printer. So once I hit print up here, it'll just send it to the printer. There it goes down there. It says it was sending it. Um, I've heard, you told me somebody said that it will, if you plug in a USB webcam, it'll just work. Is that true? Yes, it should work. How would you um, see it though, in the software? In the software, yeah. So really? you do have the ability to uh, have your webcam. There are ports on the side, USB, as well as a drive port. And just hit pause, whoops. 
No. Uh, Bill is also <laughs> mentioning that, yes, uh, the flash print does have the ability to let you split up the models, and you can also print from the SD card. We actually did have to do that. Um, one, one of the things uh, when working and, you know, when we're both uh, have access to all the printers, uh, we both had flash print open at the same time, and it's not able to figure out which one it's connected to, so you can't have two different computers using flash print at the same time. It's just a note yeah. for that. Maybe there's a firmware upgrade. We haven't done any firmware upgrades or anything. Yeah, I don't think there are any. And that's what you just heard there. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it's 2018, and everybody doesn't have a piezo onboard audible speaker yeah, that just tells you, hey, I'm doing something, or yeah. I'm finished, or I'm about to start a print, yeah. or I'm done preheating. Yeah. Like my dishwasher. <laughs> So definitely welcome to have um, audible feedback on a printer. Definitely wish everybody would do that. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. One of the things I'll, I'll say, so, or some things we don't like about it, obviously it's kind of big, the build, the volume to the build, to print area. Yeah. It's just really big, but mm -hmm. I guess maybe that's for, it's because of the gantry, it's direct drives, so all the yeah. motors and stuff need places for it. Uh, what's the another thing? Oh, this, thing? The, the spool. The spool, it has uh, one of those uh, spool chambers mm -hmm. where you have to slot it in. Yeah. It is an open system, though, however. It is open. We just need yeah. to kind of maybe string a, one of these uh, shower curtain rods yeah, so and you then have, have the spools and then feed it from the top. Over there. That might be the way to go. Um, yeah. So it's open. It's nice. Mm -hmm. So it's printing right now. I don't know if you can hear it. You should be able to hear just the uh, cooling fans going off, yep, but you it get, is pretty silent. I really do like their UI here. They tell you what you're printing, you can see what you're printing, they have a little preview thumbnail of what you're printing, gives you an idea of what the extruder is, tells you what the time is, you have the option to pause or abort it. There's this button called More, if I click on that, it tells me the build time. I can, from here, I can turn the LEDs on or off. I know exactly what layer it's on, so if I want to do one of the color swaps, I can dial it in right here. You can actually just do that inside of uh, flash print as well, tell it where to pause. Right. Or if I'm just feeling like spontaneous, I want to change the color out, you can do well. that here as well. Uh, but it's cool that you can navigate this while it's printing. So Again, it is cool. a resistive touch screen, so you're going to have to use your nail to uh, get a, to navigate around. It is fast, like it, it is, is responsive. The funny thing about that is when we were testing out the, um, we're just printing stuff on the three and the flash, uh, or in the inventor. I just came up. The inventor was able to things. start a lot more quicker since it doesn't need to heat up its bed. Um, it's got one of those problems where you definitely want to uh, catch that. Maybe there's some way to fix that, but it does ooze a little bit in the first, so I, I already have a little bit of a a goober there that I should have caught before it started printing. Normally Ultimakers do a really good job of like kind of getting that prime blob out of the way. It just kind of keeps oozing there. But uh, not, not too much of a problem. Yeah. So we're definitely going to look at stocking these in the store. Yeah, if you want to look at some specs, I mean there really aren't many. But uh, this is the website for it. It's called the Inventor 2. The Glider 2 is actually a separate printer from mm -hmm. FlashForge. Mm -hmm. uh, the one we have is uh, from Mono Price. It's, yeah. they kind of just kind of changed the It's just rebranded. Yeah. But here's a little look of the UI here. It's mm -hmm. pretty nice. Yeah, and, uh, it did a really good job. Great active cooling. Nice door. All oh, that's nice. That's about it though. That is a really good point that. from uh, Bill. 
Ig T Baker saying that yeah, the uh, Simplify 3D G code does a lot more better job at doing the wipe operation it right does, before it yeah, starts, yeah. the purging operation. Yeah, so you don't have to run over there. So there are there. <laughs> um, Simplify 3D uh, Profiles. profiles that I found on Thingiverse. Right, and um, also like a bed, just little. Yeah, little a 3D model of the bed so you can visualize, visualize it in Simplify yeah. 3D. That That's is gonna it. be the next thing we're gonna uh, have to test out. So those are already out there and they should work pretty well for that. True uh, Tech is digging the shelves for the workstations. Yeah, these shelves are really nice. It's the, the steel shelves that you can get from like your hardware shop like Lowe's or Home Depot. Mm -hmm. They're really nice. Let's see, uh, Bill's also asking the size of the filament. Unfortunately, the spool size, it's a little bit more smaller than uh, some of like the standard spools. But again, like we said, we can feed it in there externally. Um, you just have to have it right. elevated. It's 175, by the way, guys. It's 175. So 175 filament. Good thing we still have some of that. <laughs> yep. So yeah, you should be able to use any brand for that. Kind of heavy. It's, it's pretty heavy, the printer. Uh, it's a little heavy, a little on the heavy side. Mm. It's definitely uh, rock solid. I actually dropped it during unboxing. Yeah, it's made of <laughs> like some polycarbonate plastic. It's yeah, pretty it's tough. It's one of those plastic alloys. Yeah, they're really, really yeah, tough. I like it. Uh, other things we can say about it is that... It just works so far. It yeah. works. I haven't had a well. single failed print yet. There was no adjusting of our tolerances to fit um, you know, the Ultimakers, they no, both have the exact works. same tolerances, so yeah. it makes our job of, you know, make sure things fit a lot more easier. Uh, before in the past, we actually had to have different versions of our models for whatever yeah. printer we were sending it to. Yeah. Especially for threading sizes and screws. Oh, yeah. But it just worked out well. Mm -hmm. So very happy cool. with both the Inventor and the Ultimaker 5, uh, S5. Yeah. So definitely see a lot more projects with that. More. Cool. All right. Well, we're out of time, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, crap. We had more stuff for community mates, but yeah, I guess Sorry. we can we'll all do it next bundle week. that all up for next week. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us. Again, don't forget, coupon code is BRICS. So mm -hmm. if you want to pick something up in the Adafruit shop, you can get 10% off your order. Check out this, the slash free for all the freebies that we have. Or, yep. Later tonight, is show and tell. So if you got some projects you'd like to share with us, you can do so by heading on over to youtube.com slash Adafruit and we'll give you the invite link there. Don't mm, forget just for showing up your cool project, you get a really cool vinyl sticker. Yeah. Super awesome. Yep. And then stay tuned after that full hour of Phil Lamar on Ask an Engineer. Take a look at some really cool new products. I don't know if, if those are already up in the store. If you go to adafruit.com slash new, I gotta hurry up and put my order yeah, in. There. I want that some screwdriver. Really cool stuff that <laughs> just came into the shop. Um, yep. uh, I, I think John is on vacation, right? This he might week? be, yeah. I think. I think he's on vacation this week. But definitely check out the replay of uh, the unboxing stuff that happened last week for Adabox 08. Yeah, it's very cool awesome. projects for that. Yep. And again, thank you guys so much for supporting Adafruit. Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much. Yes. All of your monies goes right to everybody's 401k. So definitely thank you for supporting open source, venture-free uh, company. Oh, let's just do fun stuff like this uh, dragon yeah. rover <laughs> cricket. It's as smart as a cricket. 
built like a dragon. And don't forget, we'll be in the Discord. You can add us there on the Twitters, on the Instagrams. Let us know if you want to uh, want us to test out any prints, or if you have any questions on the Inventor 2 or any of the printers that we have in stock. Definitely add us there. Yep. Again, just want to give you guys a reminder. This is 3D Hangouts. We do the show every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Really had a lot of fun today. Sorry about the audio stuff, but you know, it's just the part of having a live show. <laughs> yeah. We got to go get that webcam, huh? Mm -hmm. yeah. That'll be nice. All right, guys. Thank you all for joining. Don't forget to make a great, great day. day. See you guys. Wait, that's the wrong intro. No.